This is the O Shift podcast series with best-selling author Jennifer Powers and Mark Tucker, brought to you by our friends at National MI University. Welcome to the O Shift podcast series. This is Mark Tucker and Jennifer Powers. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, nice to see y'all. Hey, listen, um, we're talking about personal power here, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, Jen, mm. is kind of a couple's dynamic. Now, listen, you, you're listening to this, and you might not have a partner. You might not be married. You might not be with anybody. But I think that if you ever are planning to or if you are in a relationship, it's a good topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can relate to it, even if they've ever just been in a relationship once. And they can, you know, heed the warning if they're about to get into a relationship. Right, and here it is. And, and this is this is something I've experienced in my first marriage and that I, I came to learn the importance of. And that is that many of us give up our personal identity as we try to make that couple identity work. Mm, yeah, like say more. Okay. Believe me, there's people that this isn't a problem for or that already have heard this and have worked on it. But many of us, we begin immediately trying to adapt ourselves in in the very earliest stages of our relationship to make it work. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people, yeah. honestly. That's sort of, we're, we're wired that way. Yeah, we got to make ourselves look and appear like attractive. And so yeah, because we, we want our mate to stick around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got together with my first wife very young. Mm-hmm. Like twelve? <laughs> no, you, you let did. him in. How old? <laughs> uh, I actually I was eighteen, and that's she, young. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, eighteen, and uh, we were we got together. Uh, she was younger than that. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. But we were together many years, and but right, I can tell you right off the bat, I gave up a lot of who I was, and yeah. I'm guessing she did the same. Sure kind of stopped hanging around friends. I just, it was all about her. She was very different. And I didn't know that at that age, that mm. she was very, uh, I was more extroverted and she was introverted mm. and sort of all the adaptations that I made. You know, it was probably 20 years later before I acknowledged that that was, that sowed the seeds of problems that would eventually break us up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is probably more common than any of us would like to admit, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. this is just, I think it's biological and I think our evolution depended on it. I know animals do this, right? Really? They, Yeah, they find ways to make themselves, first of all, attractive to draw someone in, but then, you know, pleasant or agreeable or productive or supportive. So that makes me feel like maybe part of it is natural and part of it has to be done maybe. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely does. And again, I'm no expert in that, but I I think a lot of the things that we experience in our daily lives today in this modern age are direct results of what our biological beginnings led us to do you know okay so be that as it may because it sounds like it's somewhat natural to do and maybe there's parts that make that make it a successful relationship Mm -hmm. i think the part that was going to be a problem for me and i when we were breaking up a, a therapist actually helped me see is that what i hadn't done was maintained the me side yeah the me identity yeah and it was something I was super eager to like explore as we were breaking out. I'm like, who is this guy? Right. Like, who is he? What is he like? You know, mm-hmm. it was like the first time I got to really check in with what I like. And I think that it's problematic when we either 
like deny ourselves that in a relationship or we kind of force our partner to deny themselves that yes. part of them too, yeah. which which is very common. Very, very common. And it's actually detrimental not only to you if you do it, but it's detrimental to the relationship and detrimental to the other person. Even if you're not asking that person to change, if you are changing for that person, that's not that's not a rich, uh, complete, balanced relationship, right? Because you have so much to bring your partner yeah. that if you defer to what the partner is, then you're not bringing all of the juicy goodness that, that makes up you in the relationship. Well, and even outside of the relationship, like, for example, yeah. and I'm t- talking about for, like, maintaining who you are. Maybe, you, I don't know, what you like to do. You like to play baseball and yeah. you like to hang out with friends and you like to nurture that part of you that you that is you. Right. And you give that up because there's not time. Maybe you mm-hmm. have kids or maybe um, that partner doesn't, they get jealous. Mm-hmm. They expect you're supposed to mature with quotation marks, whatever, whatever those reasons are that sort of beat it out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it happen over and over and over and over. A and lot. So I, I guess I'm talking about sort of that identity that you literally, like I had to literally go discover who I even was because I had denied that personality for so long. Well, I, and there's also the other side to it, which I can see like someone might be saying, well, what's wrong with that? That that brings me a lot of pleasure, what? right? Deferring or sort of enmeshing with the interests of my partner. Sure. You know, I remember in my first marriage, that felt really fun and like incredibly bonding and it was just awesome. Yeah. And I'm a card-carrying codependent in recovery. But for me, that was the epitome of codependence, right? Like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Right. Well, I'll do whatever you want to do. If you're happy, I'm happy. You know, this sort of stuff. But, you know, that feels, even though it feels good, it might, I think to your point, it's not necessarily the healthiest sure. because as you're joining and bonding in this co relationship, relationship you are losing potentially losing your your own self Yourself. in it i don't think i knew there was an alternative mm. uh, i'm sure there was at mm. the time you know i don't know how well received i couldn't I, but I, I certainly can't put that on her you yeah, know right. I, that would be unfair i didn't sort of stand up for what i i didn't even know myself so i was so young but I think that we can do it even at an older age and sort of just jump back into just that, oh, whatever you want, I'm going to make this thing work and yeah. it's all, and I'm going to give up all that stuff that really brings me a lot of joy. This is why second marriages is, are so defi- divine. <laughs> they really are divine because we get a second swing at it. It can be, yeah. You know, I mean, you came out of your marriage, I came out of my marriage knowing exactly what we wanted to avoid yeah, doing. Sure. And one of those things was... <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, holding on to our own identity yeah. while in a relationship. But I think, you know, all of that gets a bad rap because we failed at our first marriage. Well, that failure is all good information for the next success. It did. It felt like a failure at the time. I can tell sure. you, I can tell you that. But one of the things that I did is I sort of unraveled myself. Mm-hmm. And literally, that that's what it felt like is unraveling myself because every bit of me was in, wrapped up yeah. in her. But the more that I did it, the more I, I said to myself, I, I want to maintain, you know, a certain aspect of, of who yeah. I am. And I did want to re-ravel, if that's a word. Yeah, with e- it's with not. E- <laughs> <laughs> 
I did. I, you know what you were talking I about earlier. I, I do. Know. I love that. I love being married. I do too. I enjoy having a partner that I enjoy. You know, all those things. I love I love married life. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I also love, you know, my life. I love yeah, Mark life. Yeah, it's a balance. And it is a balance. And I think it's important. And, and that's all I really wanted to, you know, bring up with folks. To hear, you know, listener, you, you may have heard this before. You may even do it well. And that's great. If you're sort of getting into a relationship or, or deep into a relationship, I think that it does take some work to sort of reprogram. But Yeah, and I want to be clear. Mark and I don't have it all figured out. We are not living like this perfect, independent, and codependent life, perfect balance. There is a constant effort to sustain our own desires and preferences mm-hmm. and not defer to the other. Right. And it's work. I remember, work. I remember getting together going, love should not be work. Actually, it's pretty much synonymous, yeah. right? There's If you want to do it right, you got to keep working at it. Anything you want to be good at takes work. Yeah, yeah. But this is fun work. And um, maybe this is just something you can stop and reflect about. Like, where are you in this balance? Where could you give yourself a little more slack, you know, in terms of honoring your individual preferences? And maybe, maybe it's the other side. Maybe you want to lean into that co- creative part of the relationship where you can lean into your partner a little bit more. Like, you know, just where are you on the scale? And the balance. Perfect. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, you know, as always, while you're loving your partner, don't forget to love yourself. Thanks again to our friends at National MI for sponsoring today's topic. If you're interested in learning more about National MI's mortgage insurance products and services and the webinars and courses they offer, please visit nationalmi.com slash MIU. Also to find out more about O-Shift and how you can get international speaker Jennifer Powers to keynote at your next event, visit oshift.com. We hope you join us again.